Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy. Shut up. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy episode 21, uh, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm Daddy Gray, Jazzy's daddy. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> the reason why we're laughing is one of the failed intros. I just went, episode 21, the alcohol special. And I was just like, mm, actually, no. No. But the show is old enough to drink now, so that's exciting. <laughs> I've got a Mike's Hard Lemonade next to me. And what do you have? Chardonnay? Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Daddy Gray, we got a fuck ton of new patrons. Which is great. Which is awesome. Which is thank fantastic. Thank you for your support. Yes, thank you for supporting the show. <clears throat> um, before we go any further... I wanted to take a moment and uh, point out that the that these are very unprecedented times that we're living through. And uh, right now we wanted to show solidarity for everyone out there in the streets protesting. Please stay safe. Please keep fighting. Um, this You are fighting for a good cause no matter what the media tells you. And we all believe in you. So thank you for doing what you do. Um, but off of the somber note, Here's something that can hopefully brighten your spirits a bit. Uh, let's just go through the the Patreon shoutouts, and then let's get into the metric shit and the questions that have been sent in specifically for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> what you didn't hear is he just gave me a big old smile like, <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so at the $15 Sinner tier... We have Imp, also known as Mufi, who did not send in a shout-out. Princess Sarah, who says, You don't have to be perfect to be amazing, wholesome, and none other than Daddy Gray. Oh, this is always the hardest part. Um, You're a cute little squish butt, and I love you. Oh, I love you too. Wholesome. At the $10 fetishist here, we have Achilles, who says, Their shout-out is, quote, just a shout out end quote easy enough and then brian also did not send in a uh shout out for this week so let me know for next week at the five dollar kingster tier we have casa Juicebox, lyra and phil 258 and then at the one dollar vanilla tier is fluffy nate and twinkie fluff thank you all so much we are closing in on the second patreon goal like already and the show isn't even six months old so thank you so much for all the help also Another shout out to Imp, otherwise known as Mufi, uh, for donating to the Ruka fundraiser, which is now at $825. So thank you for that. Um, very much appreciated. You can still donate on at oddswithgod.com. And without further ado, I don't have any announcements if you want to get into it. All right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Oh, What's the order of operations again? Do I read the question, then the names? <laughs> yeah, you, you're Dear Jazzy, the question, the name, then the pronouns. Thank you. No problem. Dear Jazzy, what would happen if you and your daddy traded places for a day? And how long would it take for it all to devolve into giggles? This question is from Lizzie, who uses they, them pronouns. It would take about four seconds to devolve. But <clears throat> what would happen if we were to trade places? Um... What would happen is I would ask for help using the oven or the stove when I would make you mac and cheese. That is immediately what would happen. Um, and pretty much anything else, I'd be like, I need help. Or like trying to open a jar or anything I don't have the physical strength for. Just immediately, just like breaking the roll. Yeah, I think the the example that immediately comes to my mind is like, when you um, pseudo try to be uh, assertive and dominant, like in a scene <laughs> and how immediately you just get like put right back in your place. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it always reminds me of the, um, 
there's this one video of this kitten like sassing this big cat they're both like these orange tabbies and the kitten's like i'm gonna get you and the big one's just like <laughs> smacks them right down on the ground yeah that, and that's, that's about how it goes that's very accurate that's very accurate um i'm I'm trying to think of all the we've because we've done a couple scenes where it's just been like you've been like oh go ahead try to get dom practice and see what you can do and it's just like really wholesome like trying to like quote unquote like te- like teaching a lion cub how to roar effectively <laughs> like yeah like teaching simba how to roar and it was just like you're cute kid <laughs> it was wholesome Yes. So to answer the question, it was, it's not very long. Probably a couple seconds to one minute tops. tops. Jinx. What's the second one? All right. Uh, question number two. Dear Jasmine, barring diapers, what is your favorite part of your dynamic with your daddy and why? And this is from Cloud Puddles. He uses she, her. And I was very uh, certain to uh, enunciate Cloud puddles so there is no confusion about what i said (laughs) on this episode (laughs) call out post uh this question was already answered by me last episode but i put it in again for this episode since you were going to be on so if you want to hear my answer you can go back to episode 20 and listen to that but what is your answer to that question of curiosity um well i think that's a hard question because there's a lot of things that I think uh, I actually enjoy more than the diapers, which is probably a little bit uh, taboo to say on this show. <laughs> I, I enjoy pretty much everything more than the diapers, and you know how much I enjoy the diapers. Yes, you really do enjoy the diapers. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that the thing that I enjoy most about our dynamic, if I had to pick just like a top tier thing would be how you are always just so um, kind and empathetic and caring towards me, which is something that, you know, in my history with other people um, was not a thing. Um, And so you are always there to kind of uplift me when I need it and are just so gentle and loving and precious and cute and adorable and all those other wonderful things. But I think just our, dare I say, uh, vanilla element where we have (laughs) that um, relationship, that foundation that everything else is built upon is perhaps most important to me. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. I have tissues. I'm I'm going to cry. (laughs) That's so wholesome. Thank you. Wholesome. Wholesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Cloud Puddles, for giving me the hashtag feels. Feels. You didn't come here for feels. You came here for kink. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's get back to the let's kink. Get, let's get back to the kink. Uh, question number three. Oh, this is to you, which means that I should read it. Oh. Okay. Go for it. So, dear Daddy Gray, what would you say was the thing that took you the longest to adjust when it came to this sort of lifestyle? Or did it just... Uh, or did most of it just come naturally? That's from Creamsicle, they, them. If you haven't figured it out, I'm actually dyslexic. So there's a reason why I ask the guests to read the questions, and you probably just heard why. <laughs> I'm sure that they probably wouldn't even have noticed uh, if you hadn't mentioned it. But Yeah. Um, so I would say uh, for me... Um, you know, the caretaker role has always been kind of an organic thing for me. I've kind of naturally, you know, for better or worse, kind of filled that role in my life. Um, and so out of, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was out of necessity, but, um, because of that, I think it's just the role that I tend to play in all of my relationships, whether that's my friends or like as, you know, an, an educator, you know, that's just what I do now. So that was pretty easy, I would say, because that's just part of who I am. Um, I think that the thing that is sometimes the most challenging for that reason, particularly when it comes to Jazzy, is, you know, sometimes she likes to be smacked around a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, and she, she, you sometimes. know, sometimes, not all the time, not all the time, sometimes. Um, and there are those those times when you're like, Oh, daddy, can you make me cry today? And I'm like, oh, man, like, 
I don't want to make you. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, don't give it. Don't don't get it twisted. I love when you cry. <laughs> That's not a question. But you know, because I am a caretaker, and you know, because Jazzy is so small and precious and adorable, sometimes it uh, takes a little extra effort to be extra mean to oh. her when she wants that. So I would say that is probably the thing is knowing how to like switch between those two things um and the nice thing once again about our relationship is that we can you know negotiate that and have conversations about what that looks like um based on our headspaces and our needs which is really good because once again that's not always been the case yeah wholesome 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 oh my god i I, there because there have been multiple times where you've told me like it's really hard to be mean to you and i'm just like Because it's 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 even cuter because you know you are a sadist and that's like one of the roles that you fill within BDSM. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So for that to be difficult is just like really fucking cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's just like um, I can get my sadist kicks without having to be mean, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. But sometimes it's like that's the specific uh, flavor that we're craving, right? And so it's like okay, now we have to figure out what that looks like. Sometimes you just gotta play keep away. And yeah. And it's and it's awful slash wonderful <laughs> slash awful <laughs> slash mostly awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one is a threefer from Person Alias. So I'm gonna let you do that oh. first part. Okay. Um all right. Um Question number one of three is, Dear Jazzy, across mainstream entertainment, kink is often portrayed either for cheap laughs, see Family Guy, or as a circus sideshow where that paints kinksters as freaks trying to justify their particular brand of crazy. See every talk and reality TV show on the subject. Do you think there'd be a way to portray these topics in a third, positively more nuanced or at least positive light? Well, there have been, thinking of the specific example of Caregiver Little and AVDL, there have been multiple attempts um, by, like, independent, like, news things. Like, not Vice, but, like, something similar to Vice. I forget who did it. But do you remember uh, Daddy the Documentary, the little mini documentary on YouTube about um, the Daddy Dom and his baby girl? And it was like really wholesome and like yeah. showing their dynamic. Mm-hmm. That video got shit on, and that little had to like leave the internet because of the harassment. And what sucks is that was one of the best portrayals of the dynamic and of the lifestyle that was like out there. Like, <clears throat> and there have been ones like I remember Binky Princess did one, and they basically showed exclusively the like the kink aspects of her life and made it look like she was like 24 seven in headspace all the time. When she came back and said, like after that came out, like this documentary misrepresented me and my boyfriend now husband, congratulations by the way. Um, so it's really unfortunate that Barcroft TV, that's who did this. Mm. In my opinion, I feel that is a fairly good, example of the dynamic that was painted in a very positive light and doesn't show these people as just like this is their entire life and everything i i at least thought it's been a little while since i've seen it so maybe looking at it with fresh eyes down the road maybe i don't have that opinion but for when i saw it i thought it was you know pretty decent and it just got absolutely shit on so there's part of me that you know, wonders and worries, like no matter how positive the light something is portrayed in, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of, you know, what the people make of it. And I guess a lot of people just weren't ready for that. Mm. And it kind of underlies another issue that kind of like, we've talked about on the show so many times, like don't do kinky stuff in public where I know Kimmy and I talked at length about this, but that just underlines the reason, like, if people are saying this online, imagine what people would think and say and do in real life mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, like, I, I absolutely agree that positive portrayals are so critically important to the community. But 
no matter how positive it is, it's still at the discretion of the viewers who potentially are vanilla and have their own preconceived notions of BDSM through the not so nuanced, like riff takes that shows like Family Guy or My Strange Addiction provide. Yeah, um, I would I would agree with with all of that. The only thing that you know I think of is, you know, media is so important in terms of how things are digested in our society it's like one of the unfortunately unfortunately right like that's a double-edged sword but that those are the ways that people intake information for better or worse whether that information is accurate or inaccurate and you can apply that in any number of spaces but you know as someone who teaches um you know about media and like humanities and those kinds of things that's one of the things that i talk about a lot is do you know what what is the importance or what is the role of um accurate and positive portrayals of groups in the media and so likewise with um kinky folks um having those accurate positive portrayals even though they might be initially um perceived or taken in in a negative way by people the more those things are out there the more they become normalized right um it's just like I, I can only imagine that the first, you know, interracial kiss, which was Star Trek, the Just original Star series, Trek, by the way, by the way um, between Kirk and I'm going to forget her name. Aurora. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Um, I don't know why I can't couldn't think of her name, but that was the first interracial kiss on t- national television long before its time. Mm-hmm. And I can only anticipate what the 60s right that this yeah. was that people were probably outraged. horrified and oh, yeah. outraged you know yeah the network um, was terrified right i mean the network i can't even imagine but i'm just talking about the reaction of, among the general populace right oh yeah and now it's like you know of course there are still those people um but most people don't think twice right about mm-hmm. seeing that on television seeing that in advertisements and so it's likewise um you know, obviously there's some nuances because we're talking about kink, which is an adult only activity. So hopefully you're not seeing that on like Peppa Pig or Bluey. Oh um, <laughs> but, you know, the point is that having those representations continually um, put forward by the media is crucial to having positive portrayals and to have people be more accepting or at least more aware about the community. Um, and until I think that shifts, um, you'll continue to see these people with these mentalities and these beliefs that um don't represent the community accurately right thanks for that now i just have this mental image of fucking peppa pig oi mom what's she doing to dad's bum (laughs) (laughs) and just the thick obnoxious cogni that she has oh oh Oh, no oh god your poor brother and his and his like niece Oh, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Peppa Pig murders her whole family. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Kids YouTube is a trip. Uh, let's do the second part. On to question number two. Uh, question number two, please, please. <laughs> um, it reads, Dear Jazzy and Daddy Gray, what is your opinion on kinking and drinking, specifically age play or pet play, where things like impact or pain don't necessarily enter a scene? Well, I think this is tied into the question that Kimmy sent in, which is further down the list, but I'm going to bring it back in, who Kimmy, she, her asks, um, what's the difference between SSC and RAC when alcohol is involved? And I feel like these two questions are very much along the same lines. So just to refresh, SSC stands for safe, sane, and consensual, which means that both, um, or rather, sorry, all parties, that was... That was polyphobic language, and I apologize. All parties involved in a scene are of, you know, are in a right state of mind, are uninebriated, are unaltered, and are fully aware of everything that is is going on, have fully negotiated the scene through, and there's nothing overtly dangerous or risky that could happen. Whereas Rack is risk-aware consensual kink. Um, this is where alcohol would fall into because under, obviously everyone has their own limits, but after a certain amount of alcohol, you're in an altered state of mind. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, you are not able to consent at all. Even when you're the slightest bit tipsy, that's like a huge hard stop for me. Um, unless it's negotiated 
beforehand, like, I'm going to get drunk, I consent, and then we are going to fuck. <laughs> with the intent, because I know that you enjoy fucking when you're a little bit tipsy. Oh, well, thanks. I was going to talk about that in relation to the question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. You can still talk about that. I, I will. Okay. But uh, if you are uh, drinking and kinking, as, lo- as long as it is negotiated and consented beforehand, and you agree that it is a rack-style scene, that is technically okay, but it's extremely important to check in on your partner throughout the whole shebang to check in with their safe words or even like even if they're after a certain point first of all don't don't drink and kink if they're after a certain point but still like ask them very overtly maybe outside of safe words like hey are you doing okay do you need anything that communication requirement in regular kink is only exacerbated by the drink in my opinion and i didn't mean to steal your thunder (laughs) your turn well Yes, I do enjoy getting, uh, you know, just a little drunk before, you know, occasionally. Not drunk, just tipsy. Well, I mean, so we negotiate tipsy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being drunk and having intercourse. And having sloppy sex. <laughs> yes, I enjoy that a lot. It is a great um, activity that mm-hmm. I like to participate in on occasion. Um, but because of, you know, our ne- you negotiated limits, I you know, maybe only have like one or two drinks and I'm a little tipsy um, mm-hmm. when we, you know, have a scene. And so, which is fine. Yeah, um, which is but, fine because that's what I consent to. Right. And so, um, but for myself, like as a personal, you know, thing, I do enjoy that. You um, love some sloppy drunk sex. I, yeah, no, it's a, it's a great time uh, in for me. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Um, and, you know, I was just trying to think, you know, especially when they're like low um like low to no impact activities um i think that's perfectly acceptable but yes um you know negotiating while you're sober and being very clear um especially you know in my case if i like to get really drunk beforehand negotiating those limits while i'm sober is really important right to say like hey this is what i will do this is what i won't do you know um even if i ask you to do the thing while i'm drunk like remember we negotiated that that was not happening right? right um and so I think those limits are really important. Now, in terms of, um, you know, the other other kinds of activities, um, like we enjoy knife play, for example. Yes, we do. Um, that is not an activity that I would ever recommend. Um, while drunk. While drunk. Even if you are <laughs> consenting and, like, aware that there, that is a risk, right? Um, not a good idea. Not a good idea. So, Playing like, you nice know. while drunk especially not, not when book. drunk you know especially when you're drunk so just you know be you know thinking critically about like what you can and, and can't or should not do um and like what is safe for you and your partners um to do when under the influence of substances and i'm just going to say substances because i know we're exclusively talking about drinking but that goes for any that goes for any substance any substance you know if you like to take you know, whatever pills, if you like to smoke, whatever that looks like, like ecstasy or something. Yeah. Like don't, you know, be those, I think those rules could be generally applied across all of those things. Unless it's like bath salts. Well, maybe someone's got a kink to be like eaten. I don't know. (laughs) If you could sense that's, that's between you and your people. I am not, you know, that's some dark net shit. I'm not, I don't judge. I'm not judging. This is a non, (laughs) Dear Jesse does not <laughs> condone the, the consumption of illicit substances except for marijuana. Fucking go wild on that shit. <laughs> oh my god. YOLO. YOLO. What's the third question? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm going to take another swig after that one. Speaking oh. of uh substances, um let's see, where are we? Okay, question number three. Um I'm really confused. Just just go for it. Is this a trick question? No, I have no idea what this is. I think it's person aliens just being funny. Okay, question number three. Dear Jazzy and Daddy Gray, yes or no? Yes. No. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Always read your terms of service, folks. All right. Always read your terms of service. (laughs) Uh, that was enthusiastic consent I just expressed. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> um, 
All right. So our next question, uh, dear Jazzy and Gray, in terms of furniture play, do you have a preferred piece of furniture to, oh, to be or have Jazzy B? Um, and also what type of drinks and or things do you like to have resting on your puddly little side table? Wow. Additionally, know you just in advance. <laughs> that is from Cloud Puddles uses she, her pronouns. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, you could say wow, but she's not wrong. Wow, daddy. Wow. Sometimes you're a stinky little side wow! table. Wow. Yes, you are. Oh, I'm going to cut the mic. I'm going to cut your mic. <laughs> um, I'll start this uh, question. Um, so I think my preference is a table. Mm-hmm. Um, like a side table or footstool. Well, you're more like like a coffee table, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, so I just you know lay, like have you lay down? Um, and I, there's just this nice little spot like between your your breasts that has like a little divot in it, and it's the perfect size for my bourbon. It's true. Um, and so uh, I love just like setting an elegant glass of bourbon on your chest and having that be there while I enjoy it. That would be a really hot uh patreon board yeah Just no that saying. would that would so remember to subscribe to the 15 dollar uh, tier five dollar tier oh oh we're giving that one away for five dollars if it's an image it's five dollars but it's a special image Ooh, got my bourbon in it it's got your bourbon in it i feel like it should be at least ten dollars you know what that's fair <laughs> I'm being facetious. Um. <laughs> Although that could be a cool video where you set your drink in there and then you like rub ice on me and tell me like not to spill it. Oh yeah. That could be, that could be hot. That could be really hot. That could be hot. Anyways. So yes, I'm a very good uh, pedestal for bourbon and other fancy daddy drinks. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you do make a good stool also. Thank you. Also, like a good like footstool yeah. type situation. Thank you. Was was there anything else you wanted to add on that one? Am I good at being other pieces of furniture? I mean, we've mostly done the stool, footstool, coffee table situation. What's the craziest furniture you've ever seen someone be in like porn or in a scene? Because I've seen like like an easy chair. You yeah. know what I mean? Like an easy chair that like, you know, like a, like dads have. Yeah. They sit down, like smoke a cigar and read the paper in them. I've I've seen like a like a tiny like a tiny little girl have like a giant fucking man just like <laughs> just like full on sit down. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? This isn't even hot to me, but this is just entertaining. Um, I would say that the one thing that I saw that was really fascinating was, um, they required multiple, uh, subs, but mm-hmm. Adam had them make like a bed situation and laid on them. Like, I'm not talking just like they laid on the floor. Like I'm talking like they, they were like up, they were like, it, like in the air. Yeah. Well, I mean, huh. they just, I, they had them like kneeling and like some people were like laying on other people and, um, yeah. And then they, uh, laid on them and that was pretty like pretty a intense. twin size bed yeah not like a huge but yeah it was wow really fascinating that's sure. impressive that's really impressive actually Ooh, this one is i'm going to read this one to you because it is very much <laughs> um a you question dear mud puppy in gray oh i'm gonna get you What's a good bar drink for someone who doesn't like the taste of alcohol from other lyra she her my little mud puppy. Dirty. I'm so glad that that's taking off. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, really? Oh. Because I'm pretty sure that there is a... Uh... Mm, no, we don't have to talk about that. Moving on to the question. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Well, you know... Um. If uh, so, a good drink for someone who doesn't like the taste of alcohol. Mike's hard lemonade. Oh well, n- no, that's not a bar drink. That's that's yes, like is. baby girl beverages. It's like baby beer. 
it's it not is. it's not a bar drink a bar drink is something that you go to a bar and they mix for you and they mix for you right Which, so when my birth father makes you my daddy for anyone who's confused his old fashions right that is a bar drink so i would say you know if you actually are wanting the alcohol in the drink there because there are drinks you can get at the bar that are not alcoholic in mm-hmm. case you do not choose to imbibe that substance but um you know i would think like a shirley temple which is like yeah. a you know i can't even remember what the alcoholic version is oh uh, bloody mary no, no ew gosh that's v8 and like vodka and like celery it's fucking gross um not a fan of those but a shirley temple um is really good by itself yeah. actually you know what that is a is that not a margarita without tequila you know what it is okay it is there we go so i think um and don't you know, correct me if I'm, you know, please Google verify. I'm not looking at a menu or anything. Um, but that with maybe like a shot of vodka or, or tequila, or tequila. Um, all of those things are great. Um, margaritas. Mimosas. Well, mimosas are good, um, but mimosas can be really strong. Yes, they can. Mimosas are orange juice with like champagne. Which um, are amazing. Really good. Uh, excellent over brunch. I would recommend those, but you can get them like with a light pour of champagne if you choose, just to get the taste of it. Instead of a restaurant pour. Instead of a daddy pour. Instead of a daddy pour. Um, margaritas are wonderful. Um, I would recommend those for sure. And you know, um, the other thing that I would say is like uh, Sprite, if you like Sprite, mm-hmm. with like a shot of flavored vodka. Oh, that sounds good that's what um i started on when i was first 21 um <laughs> what <laughs> it is that's what i would go oh wait that's right you did not underage drink i did not underage drink no i was a responsible noodle i, I also didn't have good. anyone to buy me alcohol when i was underage which you should not do but you should not because do. that is illegal we do not condone that but no minors in kink no under 21s in alcohol wait you just wasted an opportunity no minors in kink no under 20 no wait what did you say no minors in kink no babies in drink Yes, there. Boom, that's, there, there we go. It is. So that's that's the motto for the show now. Yeah. Uh, happy episode twenty one. Happy episode twenty one. Please wait till you're twenty one to drink. Unless you're in Europe, then wait till you're eighteen. Right. Unless you're in a country that allows you to drink younger than that. In which case, have fun. Go wild. Um, but yeah, no flavored vodka with a sprite. Excellent. Would recommend because the it's just a little bit of something something with a sprite. Yeah, that is what um, at Capcom two years ago uh 2019 when i went with uh my uncle niffy and ruka uh that's what i got <laughs> turned on at the hotel bar is um that was the year they had the tykables hard root beer so uh, a couple of those and then shots of vodka uh because i was celebrating the end of a shitty relationship and then you know being free of all that so i was just like let's go drink and nip was like okay let's go drink so we went down and uh yeah and then i was told that it was my bedtime and then we had and then it it was a fun night but um not a bar drink but i would also recommend uh not your father's root beer that's also a very like that's that's another very baby friendly drink Mm -hmm. as it were because it's so sugary and everything Oh, how did we forget um, absinthe? That is not a drink for a f- for someone who does not like alcohol. It tastes like licorice. Okay, it does, and it also has wormswood in it. You will also trip balls if you drink it. Please do not. <laughs> don't start with absinthe. Don't start with absinthe. If you have never had absinthe before, it's actually not that serious, um, depending on where you get it. I was going um, to say, depending on who you get it from. Yeah, but... Um, Make sure you have a bartender prepare that for you, or at least look up how to do it. You do not drink absinthe straight. You do not drink absinthe straight. There is a process to prepare absinthe. There's a process, so that's all I'm going to say on that. And we are not going to talk about how to prepare absinthe on the show. You can look it up. Have someone make it for you. And make sure they have legit shit. Okay. Uh, we already talked about SSC in Rack. Thank you, Kimmy. Oh, God. Oh no! Do you want to read it? Should I read it? Or do you want to read it? Oh, I don't want to read you, it. You you read it. I don't want to. That's wanna, nice. Are you gonna read out? 
Dear Daddy Gray, what are the best methods to mitigate the smell and other things when you're changing your little mud puppy from Gropmotron he him? I'm going to disappear into the woodwork. Goodbye. Oh, I'm really glad Mud Puppy's taking off. Um, I'm not. That's nice. Um, well, that is a great question. And um, I know, I can't, I never remember the stuff that you have taken that helps. Nello. So Nello is a thing that you can have your little mud puppy take oh my um, God. it's an internal deodorant you take it twice a day it's on amazon yes and that will help um although we have not utilized that as of late um and so you're just a little stinker oh my god yes you are <laughs> someone's about to have a temper tantrum on the show no, i'm not does that sound like you're not no don't make me come over there. <laughs> I'll have to do so much audio work if you come over here and pass into the pattern of my mic. Oh. Please don't come over here. Um, yeah, so I mean, um, that is an option. But, you know, I'm just going to be straight up and say that, you know, I just changed the stinky diaper. That's just what we do in this house, you know. Someone has a little accident. Oh my god! And then we lay her down and we take off the diaper and we get her all cleaned up. Oh. The diaper goes in the trash. I would also recommend if you are changing um any you know a stinky little stinker diaper. Um, oh my god! That you wear gloves um because you know there's there yeah there's stuff there and you'll have the trash bag ready to go and you know all those great things but yeah wow and honestly though um at least for my baby like she's a little stinker but it's not anything like unbearable for me to change so i'm i'm glad yeah. i'm glad yeah you little stinky baby i'll have you know that the last time was an accident because you were taking too long in the bathroom it's because you wear your bath oh my god no you were taking too long i had full intention of actually like going to the bathroom trying to use the big kid pot yes precisely keyword trying oh my god mm -hmm. let's go to the next one very quickly oh god uh dear mr gray what are your favorite techniques to get your favorite little sog monster to squirm and whine and blush oh so much and would you be able to give us a little demo from Cloud Puddles? G her. Oh God. Well, I, I did just give a little demo actually. No. <laughs> um, and if if you could see her right now, uh, she is so red. I'm as red as my keyboard. I was actually gonna say as like the communist manifesto. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'll I will take that. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, making fun of or like teasing her about her diapers is always a win, um, especially when it comes to messies. Oh, my God. Um, I have new patrons listening to the show who aren't ABTL. Welcome aboard, everyone. Jesus. Uh, and so that is always a win. Um, you could also talk about... Uh, I'm editing that. <laughs> I'm editing that out. You can also talk about oh, which are beach balls. Stop. And or which stop. are balloons. No. And those um, are two of this little princess's favorite things. Mm. Um, and so those are always win. And you could also do a combo attack where you combine <laughs> messy diapers and Ow. or messy diapers and Wow. Or all of the above. I'm editing this so hard. And if it gets edited out, I will just put it in the Discord channel. So. Wow. Either way, y'all are going to get that. So that those are um, just a couple of little insider tricks I would recommend. You're, you're, you're for real going to put it in the Discord? Don't test me. Yes, daddy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> And now little space words are out into the world. You're welcome. Uh, this is my gift. Happy Pride Month. This is my gift to the world. Happy Pride Month. 
Happy Pride Month, everyone. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is this next question just compounds even farther on the other two. Dear Mr. Gray, what word or phrase gets the blushiest reaction from Jazzy? How does her blushiness, which is mighty, affect you emotionally? What's your favorite thing about the CGL dynamic? And what is your what is your least favorite from Kimmy? She, her. It's a compound question. Yes, it is. And it's compounding on all the other the other two already asked. And I'm going to die. Well, uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, what word or phrase gets the blushiest reaction? I'm going Jazzy? to edit it. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I already gave some examples of um, some of the things. Mm-hmm. But let me think. Mm, I would honestly say this is not a thing that any of you could do. But for me personally, when I call her wifey. Oh, yeah. That is the thing that absolutely destroys her. Now she's blushing on her feet, um, which is how you know it's good. So, but for for all the rest of you, um, you could use any of those combo attacks that I shared earlier. Um, oh my god, you're just going to hit me with the W word. Yeah. Wow. Now you're really red. I, I'm really red. Yeah, you. Are. I'm really red. Which leads to the second part of the question. The blushiness, which is mighty indeed, um, emotionally, I mean, it just fills my heart with like little butterflies, like to see her like all blushy. It's super cute and wholesome and, you know, it's one of my favorite things. Mm. I do it at least, you know, 10 times a day. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. And so I would say uh, that is just one of my favorite things. So. And then lastly, um, what are what's my favorite thing about the CGL dynamic? And, what's and then your least favorite. My least favorite. Well, hmm, that is an that is an interesting question. I guess my favorite thing um, about the dynamic. So if I would just not like take you know our relationship kind of out yeah. of it um, and think like about our boyfriend girlfriend thing out of it. Well, I mean, and I would even say like yeah, because yeah, okay, sure. Um, I would say, for me, it is the um, act of providing uh, unconditional love and care for someone um, in a very, like, I don't know, familial kind of way that isn't mm -hmm. quite that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a non-incestuous. Right. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Non-incestuous familial love. Yeah, sure. That that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just that, like, being able to provide that and also, um, you know, being needed is nice, um, too. Like, I think, like, that moment of having someone that's kind of dependent on you for a thing um, can be good. Now, that also is my least favorite thing sometimes. And I say this with love. Because, um, you know, as a person who is just like really busy and does a lot of things and I'm in the, my, my community, not necessarily King community, but my communities a lot doing a lot of different work um, and like activist work and things of that nature. Um, and so in short, I'm oftentimes like working, which can mean that like having someone who is dependent on you um, can be challenging, right? And so it's that moment of like negotiation and conversation being open about, all right, these are my needs, here's what I can do, here's what I can't do, which like is valid and important and is absolutely what you should do in a relationship. And also for that reason, uh, for the reasons I mentioned earlier about really loving um, the CGL dynamic, it can feel, um, it can feel some kind of way, I'm not sure what word I would label it. Um, just kind of way. Just some kind of way to have to tell your like, little like uh there, there was a word that i wanted oh passy nurser that wow! you know that wow! like i'm sorry oh baby god. like no no oh my god wow <laughs> there's another one for you um and it and to have to tell your baby like oh i'm sorry sweetie like, daddy's working right now which like can add to your dynamic it absolutely does and it does for us but like as a daddy, it's like, oh, this, you know, this feels some kind of way to have to be like, sorry, sweetie, daddy's busy. Um, and so it's just, you know, reconciling that dichotomy of both of those things being simultaneously positive 
and also maybe like not necessarily negative but just like a part of that dynamic yeah and that's something that you and i have spent a lot of time uh, i i knew there would be at least one yawn in this episode if we recorded late and i did this to myself but you know I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, no. But that's something that we've negotiated a lot in our dynamic is about boundaries and, you know, time and place for everything and everything. And that's what, um, obviously, something that I still am working on every single day to do and everything because you are such a busy person, like you said. But, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. And I would say my... My most favorite part is exactly what you said is the unconditional love and the depending part. And the least favorite part is feeling sometimes like, like I'm like, I'm being too much, you know, because you are such a busy person. And, you know, sometimes I feel like a little bit of hesitation when, you know, asking for things and everything. Oh, don't give me the puppy dog eyes <laughs> because I want to, um, be conscious of your boundaries and your limits and everything. And that's very important to me. So I guess that's not like my least like favorite thing. I feel like that's, you know, strong language for that, but it's something that I definitely pay, try to pay the most attention to mm -hmm. and everything. There's yawn number two. There's yawn number two. Stop. So past baby's bedtime. Oh my God. So we got through all of the questions for you with lots of time to spare. I'm very happy about that. Um, so let's do the three questions I have down at the bottom of the show notes. All right. Um, the next question is, dear Jazzy, how do you feel confident in your looks? I have very bad self-confidence as a trans woman with facial hair, and I'm trying to figure out how to start the process of liking how I look. This question is from Rebecca, who uses she, her. Rebecca, I feel that because getting rid of my facial hair was fucking awful. And it was really thick and it was really dark and it was a pain in the ass. Um, feeling confident in your look is such a struggle. And I'm going to let daddy talk about the trans man angle in a, in a bit here. Um, Specifically as a trans woman, it can be very defeating looking in the mirror and seeing like a five o'clock shadow or like the gray skin underneath a fresh shave. Like it really, really sucks. And I found that um, one of the things I used to do um, years and years and years ago is I used to heat up like a like a hot towel with uh, steaming hot water, put it on my face to let it open up the pores and then shave. Just get like an unbelievably close shave and then like apply like aftershave so I wouldn't break out and then like makeup and everything. I cannot stress the importance of finding a good foundation that works for you and then putting powder over that. That works so, so well. Um, and I used to do that all the time when I still had my facial hair, it works absolute wonders. Um, another option, yawn number three. Another option, which is what I opted for, was uh, I saved up for laser hair removal and it was the best decision of my life, second only to starting estrogen. Um, there are multiple spas out there that offer treatment with varying results, so it's important to compare your options and then some of them have Yawn number four. Some of them have like financing options. Only do that if you know what you're getting into financially. And this is not a financial podcast. So you, you may have to do the legwork to figure that part out. But, and when it comes to like speaking in general terms about looks, so much of it is just like telling yourself, like no matter what your brain tells you, just you telling yourself verbally in the mirror that, you know, you are beautiful and you are perfect exactly the way you are and you, or maybe not like exactly the way you are, but your image of yourself is valid and everything. And the steps you're taking are all valid. 
and worthy and that you're worthy of like love and like affection and everything that is such an important thing is just telling yourself that and hearing that and like speaking it into the universe so that is what i would say what is the trans man angle sure um before i hop into that the only thing i would add is that you know um fuck the patriarchy fuck the patriarchy women can have facial hair women can and do have facial hair cis women can and do have facial hair yes yes they do um and all other varieties of women too yes um i was just gonna and you know i was gonna say that it is um just very briefly um stereotypical like european standards of beauty that like kind of say that women should be like hairless and like all these other things right um and fuck that shit right so Mm -hmm. like you know do not feel like you have to because um, you want to. Yeah, but do it because you want to. Um, that's the only thing that I would add. And then as in terms of like the trans man experience, um I think, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of all trans men, but um, you know, there there are some similar things that folks go through, right? Like um a lot of us deal with like dysphoria around like our hips, um, because we ca- really? tend to carry weight there, right? Um for a lot of AFAB people because I did not of, know that. Yeah, because of the um like the you know, if you've been through puberty already, your body um just as you know puts fat in places, right? Yes, it does. Um and one of the places it puts it is around your um sexual organs and um that is there for reasons, I suppose, although they're really frustrating. Uh mm-hmm. and so yeah, that is absolutely a thing. Trans men are always fighting with like, okay, well, how do I get rid of my love handles or just like this little like pooch? And the little pooch, is, unless you've had um, like a hysterectomy and had those parts removed, um, that pooch is like always there because that's where those parts live. So that's really frustrating, um, but is like a part of many people's bodies, not all, many people's. Um, and so I would say like, it's just kind of reconciling like, the image uh that either you have or that society says you should have with like maybe what your body does and is sometimes um like i was trying to think for example i am a short man mm-hmm. i am five three and a half, half maybe the f- half is important the half is important because with shoes i'm five four five four in my heart thank you sweetie no problem but i'm short all right i was never going to be tall my father is only you know five six my mother was five two this was meant to be right mm-hmm. um and like the only like really great examples of like and there are others but the one that immediately comes to mind with short men is like kevin hart right like there's not <laughs> oh god um, not exactly a great example either no he's not but like he's a short man right mm-hmm. um and so and with like the rhetoric around like you could you have know, gone for danny devito he's also short I exactly, that's DeVito. the point. I don't know if he's like five five. I was trying to think someone I know who's like my height, mm. and like I know Kevin Hart is like my height. Frank Iero. Is he five five three? I think he's either five three and a half or five four. Well, that's cute. Yeah, it's cute. He's um, really cute. Gives good hugs. Fact check us on that. Um, fact check us on that. But I'm just you know, there's a lot of rhetoric around there around like you know men should be a certain height in order to be considered like ideally attractive. Well. For many trans men, we are not going to be, like, over six feet. That's not a thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it's that moment of reconciling, okay, like, here is where I am versus, like, either, like, this ideal image, quote, quote, or what society says. And so that's a thing. And, you know, and I know we've talked about this on the show before um, with, like, tips and tricks i can't remember which episode it was but there is a the previous last time you were on actually yeah the last time i was on we did talk about like makeup hacks so like mm-hmm. you know the other thing that a lot of uh trans men may deal with is dysphoria around facial hair or lack thereof especially if you're early on in your transition or if your genetics are not predisposed to growing facial hair right mm-hmm. like some people some people just don't some people don't right um and so that can be really challenging because depending on your face, like that can help you pass quote, quote, which passing is also like passing garbage aspect of the patriarchy is an aspect of the patriarchy, but is a thing that we all, you know, I don't want to say all, but many of us think about, um, in relation to like our safety, right. right. Um, not just our mental health. And so there are some really great makeup hacks for trans women, um, 
or trans femme folks and then trans men or trans masculine folks that you can use to like accentuate um, a contour and like, you know, masculinize or feminize your facial features if you so choose. Um, and so all of those things are great. And I utilized many of those tips and tricks when I was first you know, early on in my transition at this stage of the game, you know, I don't think too much about it. Um, and that's just because I'm at a place, you know, certainly there are things that I'd like to, you know, I'd like to lose weight or why not. Um, but there are just things, you know, that I recognize, you know, are, uh, you know, who I am or how my body is built and, um, I, over time I learned to accept, if not appreciate those things about my body, but it took a lot of like reworking those neural pathways to think through, okay, here's, you know, this stuff. And, you know, I don't feel as, um, compelled to meet the quote unquote, you know, expectations of what a man should be now that I'm, you know, happier with myself and, and my um, expression of my gender. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would say that that's kind of like thing numero uno is like being kind to yourself and thinking through, um, you know, all of those pieces in addition to whatever kind of um, transition you are hoping to have. So. Yeah. And that's like exactly what I'm really struggling with right now. That's like the stage of transition I'm at right now is, um, is, is like looking at myself and because you know i am i'm like five nine so i'm not like tall for a woman because there are many there are many women of all varieties who are five nine or taller but i look at like my build and i have you know large not like big boned in like the aspect of a slur but i have a very like sturdy build and obviously i have very womanly curves on top of that but you know, I have my mother's frame, uh, and she is Irish and Scandinavian. So every, all the women in my family look like Viking warrior ladies, and we are beautiful, like, for that reason. But sometimes telling myself that and believing that is really difficult. Um, because, you know, bullshit patriarchal Western beauty standards dictate that women should be no more than like 10 pounds at most and be like as big as a pencil. And thankfully that's going away. And like T H I C C thick women are starting to be appreciated. And that is like really, really makes me feel really good about myself as a woman who is thick and has like beautiful, like thunder thighs and all that good shit. But you know, it's, it's really difficult. And I think the biggest thing to remember is at the end of the day, all of, um, all of it is based in just good old fashioned patriarchal bullshit. Like, uh, daddy was saying, I'm really happy you, uh, brought that up too. So I feel we have sufficiently answered that one. What do you think? Do you have anything you want to add on that one? Nope. I think that's good. All right. Want to do the next one? Yes. Okay. Um, Next question is, um, I'm going to need help with the name on this one, but uh, Dear Jazzy, have you ever read any ABDL fiction or other kink fiction? Do you have any recommendations? Big loves. Lomain. Lomain, she, her. And I'll explain just briefly why I struggled with that name. Um, Because I studied Mandarin and all of the accents on this would make it Lomain. (laughs) <laughs> and i was like that's not what this person wants so you want to know the best part hmm. that's miss lemon <laughs> from uh from the usual bet podcast oh yeah okay who always writes in and everything yes okay great i also sh- appreciate how she put big loves spelled like the diaper brands appropriate appropriate um i read a lot of abdl fiction um to everyone listening to the show, um, the usual bet is put on by the Sophie and Pudding crew, which are two amazing ABDL writers. All of their stuff is available on Daily Diapers uh, for free. Uh, it's also available on their Patreon if you want it in EPUB or PDF format. But all of their writing is fantastic. Uh, in particular, I really enjoy... I've really been enjoying the... Um, the Mount Calabian Reformatory series, uh, in particular, Audrey and Stacy, which is like a 500 page, like epic tome 
of like fetish <laughs> fetish fiction um other than that um i'm a piece of trash and i've actually read a fair amount of uh fan fiction on oh wait no no i was the bts one oh okay i thought you were saying don't mention that on the show because <laughs> no, you're shaking your hand your, <laughs> your head at me disapprovingly about the bts fan fiction shut up <laughs> It's really good. It's really well written. Don't make fun of me. Fuck you. I love you. Stop. I read a fair amount of band fan fiction that is AVDL themed, and you need to stop looking at me like that and giving giving me that look. I love you. I love you too. And it's not just BTS. It's also MCR and AFI and a bunch of emo bands in diapers moving on uh so those are my recommendations dear jazzy what is the next question oh my god that expression are you okay yes i was unprepared oh okay. <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay um our next and it looks like final question for this episode is dear jazzy have you tried your hand at writing your own fiction you are well known for your podcast as well as advice and ludes. They're very nice ludes. Thank you. What other innate talents have you explored but don't talk about much? Big hugs and head pats, Lizzie, who uses they them pronouns. Um, well, first of all, saying that I'm well known. Fucking blush. Thank you. Um, you know, I have written uh my own fiction before, uh ABDL and otherwise. Um I'm not sure if I want to necessarily talk about uh, one of the stories I'm writing because it's like on hiatus right now. You know what? Fuck it. It's called Into the Dark. It's on um, Archive of Our Own. Um, it used to be on Wattpad, but Wattpad is full of minors, so I dipped the fuck out of there. Um, it's on Archive of Our Own. It's um, based on a lot of my experiences being in a band and everything. Um, like, obviously it's not like a true story, but like that was the source of inspiration. It is one of like the first things I've like published, published. So please be gentle with it. But daddy enjoys it. It is very well written. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So I have, I have written that, um, other than that, a lot of people know that I'm a musician. I don't really promote my music because I want, um, I want my like my my furry self as Jasmine Starshine to be separate from the musician and everything. Insert name here. Um, so I don't really talk about that a whole lot. Um, the talents that I've been like talking about a little bit more is I really enjoy painting like Warhammer figures, and I was doing that earlier today, and I've got some some figures on my desk here that are ready to get painted up and everything. Um, I don't know. I like programming. I used to do that a whole lot. Um, I don't really talk about that, but I enjoy programming. What what else am I talented at? <laughs> Help me. How do I count the ways? Wow. Um, Gay. Well, so your music, I don't think, can be overstated. It's incredible. Oh, um, thank you. And you, we already talked about your writing, which is great. Um, you're excellent with all things computer-related, which is... Not unexpected. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you're great at baking things. Thank you. Which are really good. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything. I mean, I of course, there's many, many things that I could say right now. But... I love baking for you. And you do such a good job. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely say like, for me, like my number one thing that I always think of is your music. It's so good. You looked wistfully at my guitar when you said that. Looking at it again. <laughs> so that's all the questions that we got. And we we made amazing time. We're capping out a little bit over an hour and everything. Like, I, I did not think we were going to get through all the questions, even for you. So I'm very happy about this. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Once again, it's always fun having you. <laughs> Are you okay? You've been swinging around your mic back there like Adam Lazara from TBS. <laughs> I just want to break you down so badly. <laughs> I trip over everything you say. 
Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot. I have one more shout out. Uh, Princess Sarah sent me one of Mattel's Creatable World dolls from my Amazon wish list. Um, which if you don't know about Creatable World, all of them are uh, gender neutral and come with a whole variety of clothes. So you can make them non-binary presenting or mask or femme presenting or anything you want. And it's really cool and really inclusive. So thank you so much for that. So now I think that's everything. Now I think that's everything. Once again, thank you for coming on. Um, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can find the Ruka fundraiser there. You can find the Patreon there. Sign up, get you some nudes. And oh, I didn't do the thing that everyone loves. Daddy. Thank you for coming (laughs) on the show. Everyone loves that. Uh, I have been Jasmine Starshine. And I'm Daddy Gray. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I had to say goodbye.